0: So, yeah, Des is going to talk to us today a little bit about the realities of virtual reality. So that's all I have here in the notes, Des. Like, you got to give that's... me better notes, man. Like,
1: it's all I got. <laughs> Vir- what are you going to talk about, virtual reality? Okay. Virtual reality. Yeah. All right. No, I'm going to talk about the technology of virtual reality and whether or not um, it's ever going to be as successful as some, uh, some people, shall we say, or h- hope it will. Um, and so, I mean, before I get into it too much, have either of you had um, any experience with virtual reality games or?
2: I have an Oculus.
1: You have an Oculus. Okay. All right. what What's your been What's been your experience with that?
2: Uh, pain in my head when I use it. It's it's fun. Like I I really enjoyed like watching. Um... That's
0: that's pain, right? P a. Well, but i am not paying like you're paying money in your head
2: so yes you don't have a chip in your brain (laughs) i i I get headaches (laughs) so i'm one of those people that gets headaches from the sets which is unfortunate Uh, i love the feeling in it it just starts getting painful after a little while which is a technical problem they're gonna have to solve i i would say when it's done right it's it's really good for those games it's it's like 3d technology like the 3D movies generally aren't very good, but a few movies made in 3D really highlight that sense of the visual motion. And so mm-hmm. game, so games in which there's a lot of motion or a lot of activity, the VR really adds to it because it feels like you're in it. And that, I think, is like, a, like the really basic one that the Oculus came with. That I, it was like a little mine cart. And it, that's, other than getting a little vertigo, it was a lot of fun. Simple little game, not not particularly complicated, because I find it difficult to use the interfaces. Uh, the only game I've ever really tried and had some success with was it 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 makes Tabletop Simulator, because I really like to use Tabletop Simulator. It it adds a more tech, ta- like you're actually moving your hand instead of moving a mouse. It's like you're actually picking up the chips and stuff, which I think adds some stuff there. But for the most part, the technology is very limited to me because of the pain that I get when I use it.
1: So let me ask you some questions about that then. Um <clears throat> so tabletop simulator uh do you f- do you find it easier or do you find it more engaging to actually um move your hands and and pick up and move things around uh I, rather than just click a click a mouse?
2: I think the difference is I feel more like I'm I'm engaged in the sense that I feel more like I'm actually there. Um, you can when it's working well, when I'm not having the headaches, which ruins the whole experience, when I'm not having the headaches, there are moments when my brain really does visually imagine that it's there. And it stops being, I'm on a computer, and it becomes, I'm in that world. That is the moment when it's great. And I get that appeal. Now, to be completely fair, I would not, this is the thing that I'm raise. I would not want to do anything that involved trying to move around that way. So, like, it, there's a, there's an app in the Oculus that uh, it's like you can watch a movie. This, this is weird. You can watch a movie, and it's like you're at a theater. And it, it, I can't explain why that's actually a fun way to watch a movie. But instead of, like, watching a, a burned movie, because I, I take all the Are you DVDs talking about those,
0: like, virtual cause... reality...
2: Like theater experiences? Uh, no, I'm talking about like the, the Oculus has a little app that makes it look like you're in a theater. Oh, okay. And, and what's really cool about that is, so I, I will take most of my DVDs and, and Blu-rays and I will burn them and stick them on uh, my computer because I like watching that way. And it's more fun when I can do it when it feels like I'm in a theater. So there's some, it adds to the experience, I will say. I've never been comfortable trying to do anything that involved moving around. I need. I need. This is me. I need to know that I don't have to move. I don't have to deal with anything in front of me because I. I do recognize that I'm not in the real world, and that I have no sense of what's going on around me. I'm aware of that in the back of my mind.
1: So the the ultimate dream of virtual reality is uh, the closest I've seen um, uh, in the in in movies in media is uh, Ready Player One. Uh, Whatever you think about the movie itself, uh, it's got a definite 80s nostalgia vibe to it, but... um, It's a weird
2: movie because it's about futuristic
1: technology, but everything
2: is based on the 1980s.
1: Yes, and that's... Setting that aside for a moment... (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) um, But the way that they interact with this technology is the way that everybody imagines it it's this virtual world where you just put on a pair of goggles you step onto the platform that the omni directional platform i forget what they call it um and then you just go to town you have the gloves on and the glasses and you're suddenly immersed in this virtual world do you and know, you can though, do anything you want do you know though though
0: lex or sorry not lex des my pardon um do you know that actually you talk about ready player one but do you know that there's actually a better example that's even i i would I would argue is better and more accurate to where we're going with ER. And that is a book by Tad Williams called Otherland. Have you guys ever read it? I have not read it.
2: I know the author, but I haven't read
0: it. Yeah. It, so this, get this. So I actually had a coworker at work. I'm not making this up. I had a coworker at work who is kind of a sci-fi uh, aficionado uh, for lack of a better term. And she she's in her forties and she, she recommended that I read this book. And I did, I read this book and it was crazy how this was written in 1996. So this is the advent of the internet. So this is around, like I was born in 1995. So I was one year old when this book came out, but it's crazy how it got the, it got the idea of virtual reality. So darn right. Like, like ready player one is always like this like or the matrix even is always this kind of like far flung future. Well, the other land, it's very much about how VR is going to start penetrating our daily lives a lot more. Like for instance, um, in the book, it follows this like teacher, right? And she teaches her students in VR, right? She teaches her students in VR, but it's not like, it's not a big thing. It's not like this, like, like, wow. It's more of like, it becomes it becomes the internet if that makes sense like it's just like another day like that like this is the thing that everybody does essentially right which is which is really cool cuz that's where i think you talk about is does vr is it going to get to the level of technology it needs to get to i i don't know that's not to be determined yet obviously technology is getting better and better and better but i would say that a better argument i'm not saying your arguments poor but i'd say like an uh, maybe uh subsequent argument could be made will the adoption of VR get to the point where it becomes acceptable? Because they're talking about like metaverse, right? And that like, like, I don't see, I don't see. And maybe it's not even our generation, like my generation. Like, cause I know that you guys aren't in my generation, but I don't see my generation adopting VR the way they expect us to. Right. That's like, I'm not going to. And that's actually my point. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go into a business meeting and strap on a VR headset. That just looks freaking ridiculous. It looks silly. So
2: so I will tell you a technology I've seen where this does have some benefits. It's not true VR, but um, when I worked at one of my last employers, and I won't name them, they had a room where on one side, there was a set of tables and up on the wall was a set of screens. And there was another room in a different place that had the other side of that table. And so when you sat down at that table, you were sitting down with your colleagues in an environment. It wasn't, no headset. It was just like you were in one room. And it actually did have substantial advantages. I I thought it was an excellent use of that type of technology.
0: So wait, could you see the person? Yeah, it was. So it was like like a projection.
2: No, it was like, imagine that you were sitting at a table. Yeah. And in front of you were screens and there was essentially cameras that were filming you and projecting it on their side and you were seeing their projection and it looked visually like your two, ta- the two tables were next to one another and you were having a real time conversation. It's pretty impressive technology.
1: Well, it, here's the thing about all of those thing examples, including like the teacher from the example from the book is none of those require you to move. And it is about yeah. enhancing a particular task. Um, of teaching or communicating with a colleague or um having an immersive experience in watching a movie in a theater, yeah. but it's none of these have anything in common with what social media has done, like our when you pull put a mobile phone in your pocket um that is highly highly accessible, literally a second or two to open it up and open your favorite social media app and send a very low, um, low bandwidth text, quick image uh, message to all your friends across the world. That is not the same as strapping on a VR headset, (laughs) getting into a room where it can detect your movements, putting the gloves on, hopping on a, a platform or whatever you're doing in order to like, that's, a huge time investment just to get set up not to mention all the processing power you need to be hooked up to
2: they're also going to have to solve the problem of the jerk kid who comes up and basically punches somebody in the stomach
0: wait what yep wait what <laughs> yep. so 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 kids <laughs> are okay. punching people in the stomach now i thought we were talking about kids. vr <laughs> so so okay so just imagine this 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 is a worst case scenario
2: but this kind of stuff happens right one of the problems in vr is you lose your, your body, your brain senses are no longer engaged with the world around you. So imagine being sitting in a VR set, you're standing somewhere, and somebody comes up and decides to attack you or hurt you. You have the, the, one of the biggest dangers to the human body besides like a shot you. in a distance is to get hit when you are not prepared. Like a front punch to the front of the body, when you have no clenching, no protection, no awareness is is deadly. Like it's going to happen cuz yep. some kid cuz kids are kids and they're going to think it's funny, right? And I'm not saying it's going to be intentional. It's going to be a 5-year-old kid walks up, wants to play with daddy, punch. You know, 5-year-old S- kid can't hit that sorry. hard.
0: Sorry, but when you're when you're completely unprepared, you don't know what's going to happen. So you're saying the kids in VR or you're saying that the kid will translate yeah. what he did in VR into the real world? No, I'm, I'm
2: talking about somebody in the real world coming up to someone on these sets who has no situational like, awareness of what's going on around them.
1: I'm in VR immersed in my world watching sure. my movie yeah. and, and my sc- five year old comes up and just like runs and gives me a huge hug and just plows into me and I'm unprepared. Yeah. But like, like my five year old get in real life
0: yeah i yeah, know yeah. okay fair enough but I, i'm not trying to discount what you're saying i'm more trying to understand or trying to trying to rationalize in my head um and maybe it'll sound like i'm discounting what you're saying but like why is this an issue so human human
2: beings we don't realize this but one thing about our body is that our front area is much more dane is much more at risk than our rear it just is physically. sure
0: okay I'm following. and our
2: eyes are facing that direction and we have awareness of threats coming at us. Now, we're still vulnerable to punches to the back of the head. There's a lot of ways for someone to get attacked from the back, which are very dangerous. But, in with VR equipment on, you have no awareness of any, you have zero degree awareness of what's going on. And you have exposed part of your bodies that are vulnerable to unintentional actions. Maybe even not even just somebody throws a football and nails you in the stomach and you're not ready, right? You just don't see it coming. Now, that's a risk today. But a lot of serious injuries can happen to people that are just unaware. What One of the negatives to VR that we don't talk about much is you're disconnecting the body's situational awareness.
0: Like, I get what you're saying, Lex. I, I get that, what you're but saying. That,
2: but like but that, cre- but that creates danger. That's that's actually going to create but like, injuries not, and harm.
0: But it's not going to happen that like. Just like, just just like solution. Don't have kids. But the the problem is right.
2: Unintentional accidents are worse when someone has no awareness. That is just a risk, right? Why is drunk driving so dangerous? Drunk drivers have poor situational awareness and make poor decisions, right? Now this isn't a drunk driver situation, but there's one of those things where if someone is not aware of anything going around them, they are not able to protect themselves from any threat that occurs that risk is going to have to be dealt with in the technology. You're going to have you to see
1: that you see that in uh, like uh, the mobile phone arena when Pokemon Go was uh, big, people would walk in front of cars and just like be immersed in trying to capture that. It so engrossed their, their attention in trying to capture the Pokemon that they lost all situational awareness around them and got That's physically hurt. Why you're not allowed to text and drive in most places? Oh, yep. okay. Now that you put it in that context, I understand. Yeah.
0: I understand. Now,
2: admitted, admittedly, this person is passive. They are not aware that maybe they're just sitting in a room somewhere. But you don't. If we take it for granted, our safety—that the fact that, as Des out, when you're sitting down somewhere and you're sitting in a in a safe spot and you've got to do no motion, you don't have to worry about anything around you, VR is relatively safe. But when you add in, you know, you're standing, you're moving, however it happens, there's some problems there that
1: they've got to solve technologically to reduce the risk to the participants involved. And like I said, it it becomes more of a problem when VR starts uh, happening in like public spaces like offices and other places where you control less of the environment than your home. Just you'll be at work and
2: you'll be on your VR set and something, you know, somebody will um, accidentally do something and you'll get hurt. Yep. And you won't be able to protect yourself because you won't be aware that it's going to happen.
0: Yep. Well, and and, I think and at I'm, that point, I, well, I think at that point, like there could be like some degree of
1: restraint involved. Sure. And, but I think this is the main problem with VR is that there's so much, there is so much extra work. Like the actual computing power, screens, servers aside, there's so much extra physical work that you have to do to make VR work that it it actually goes against all the patterns that we've seen where the things that go big go small, go easy, go lightweight, and go fast. I mean, mobile well... gaming is bigger than than all the other gaming uh but could, well not be ar-
0: but could it not be argued? But could it not be argued, Des? And I get, I get what you're saying, and I agree. Mobile gaming being bada boom, like bingo. There's yep. your example. But could it not also be said almost the inverse of that argument is true, right? Where you have a scenario where it's like um, things that things that are sort of medium or like hard in size get a rabid fan base right like pc pc gaming is an example right like so it goes like mobile gaming mobile gaming console gaming pc gaming in terms of difficulty
1: and then after that it's vr right exactly no that's exactly what i'm saying is that's what it's going to be and so there will be a dedicated fan base and a dedicated group of people there's and you know you know if if the uh the pc gaming industry is making 50 billion this is probably like 25 billion industry so it's not it's not nothing
2: but there's another point here which i think you're getting at which is like i don't remember when when the nintendo wii came out and how big it was because it had all the simple hand controls this was a big thing super simple that's not as big a thing as it used to be because of the challenges of that technology yep you could still do it but they figured out that when human beings have to do things like that it becomes we forget so much about the way the console's designed is des- other than the fact that you got to have
1: manual dexterity in both hands, which I don't have um, the is designed to be simple. You plop down, pick up the controller, yeah. hit the power button, and you're going.
2: And, and, and that's a natural it, it's, that's not just people will tolerate complexity. I'm not totally opposed to complexity, but the natural tendency is going to be, that if a simpler solution that does 90% of the same things comes along, the more complex thing is is not going to be. Nobody's convinced me yet that VR offers so, something experientially that no other experience can offer that justifies putting something over my head, taking away all my sensory perception, and putting me. I, I might do that for fun once in a while. I'm not going to do that regularly.
1: Right. And... Which brings me to my final my final conclusion here is that VR is going to be a subset of like there's going to be immersive experiences, there's going to be great games, there's going to be unique experiences in it, but it's going to be a smaller group of people than even PC gamers. It's never going to be this metaverse that well, is being envisioned.
0: And that's tough because I think the thing is, is people like these visionaries, like we just... We just talked about a visionary today, the CEO of Improbable, right? Yep. Um, you know, there's these people out there that I think, and I, I'm, I'm making a wild speculation when I say this, but like yeah, there's I'm, people-
1: This is somewhat speculation most, all around, but- Most, yeah.
2: most visionaries are idiots. <laughs> 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 no, no,
0: no, I- This
1: yep. okay. is the
2: hard fact, but like- Sur- Survival bias makes us believe that visionaries are brilliant.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing though. Most like, visionaries are idiots. So these people, these visionaries are like, well, people thought the internet was stupid when it first came about. And right, I but was, the
2: internet, nobody ever said that. I never heard anybody say the internet was stupid.
0: But Not like once. it's that general, it's the general premise as like the internet's going to be like a fad,
2: right? Okay, may- maybe yeah, some people bad. believe that. But the internet from day one offered the opportunity for you to have a conversation or do things with somebody halfway across the country. That technology is developed over the centuries. Every single time we've been able to connect people at a distance, that technology has taken off to some degree or another.
1: Yeah. Which I think VR, that's one of the places VR will be used is you can sit in a room with somebody across the world. Well, in case you guys I love to do tabletop
2: with my friends that way.
0: In case you guys didn't know this, like in Canada here, uh, radio actually took off like wildfire uh, comparatively to the rest of the world. You might be like, why is that? I actually did some looking into this. So and, and this a is a lot of
2: people in the middle and nowhere wanted to talk to each other.
0: That, but here's the actual other thing though that that uh, like a lot of people forget is that they already had uh they already had telephone poles in Canada here long before telephone was invented. You might be like, what do you mean? Telephone poles are wires connected to wooden posts. What does that remind you of? A farmer's fence. So essentially, well, so the innovators, so you go back to this, like this, this small niche people, farmers were actually the first, very first innovators of radio communication because of weather and and other kind of, they needed to communicate amongst other farmers really quickly, right? Over long distances of periods of time, right? So the first kind of use case for radio was actually in farming because they already had the equipment essentially built in to do this jazz. So my point being is with like VR and all this jazz, you know, there's this niche market and I think it will, I think it will grow, but it's going to be slow. I think it's going to be very, very slow, not as fast as PC gaming, not as fast as all this stuff because you need these things. But as technology grows, as we get wireless headsets, um, I do think that we will see VR take off a lot more. Um, It's just going to be, it's just going to be slower. And I think one of the other things too, and you brought the, you guys brought this up is the fact that, um, you know, PC gaming, console gaming, mobile gaming, mobile gaming, especially it, it doesn't really involve anybody. Right. If that makes sense. Like it doesn't like, like I can set up my console, plug it into the TV and I can play it whenever I want. I don't need to involve my spouse to come over and like clean up the area or like move furniture with me right? While it's VR, it's like, it's kind of a, like you have to remodel your house essentially to play VR, which is kind of weird. Which, so I, I do
2: believe that VR has places. I, I think it has use cases. And I and I expect to see more of it over time. I yep. just think that people imagine it. So, so I tend to think, for example, that um, the technology that's more likely to take off is going to be Things like they haven't gotten there yet, but like the they, the technology around the glasses, essentially real life augmentation.
1: Yes. Where you're yep.
2: still dealing with real life, but you're being you're giving augmented information. That is a very strong use case. Completely removing all your senses and putting you in a virtual world to go watch a movie, to play a game with friends. Those things I totally buy, but the reality is, is that. We're not entirely, even human beings, that's actually, one, it's unhealthy, two, it's just not normal, and it's not only not normal, it's not, it doesn't meet any of the basic human survival traits, so it becomes something that sort of supports other things, not a primary activity, and I, and I do think some businesses will benefit from it in certain ways, but I've been doing a lot, you know, I do a lot of remote work, it's just the nature of my job there's some weaknesses there that VR could help with, but it wouldn't solve every problem.
1: Yeah, and I I feel like uh, there's mobile gaming is always going to be the biggest. I mean, you know, unless there's something like more mass market and easier. Um, And then slightly harder than mobile gaming is console gaming. That's still a huge audience, but it is a more expensive and a little bit harder. And then uh, PC gaming uh, requires a little bit more care on the hardware, but you can do some more things with it. Um, And then VR is going to be even harder physically to acquire all the pieces, move the furniture around. And so as you move up that difficulty chain, and even even when it's super easy and all you have to do is sit down at the computer, it's harder to deal with booting up your computer, getting rid of all the applications that you need to get rid of. So you can get into the game rather than just a console, which boots into the game directly.
2: I I consider it very similar to um, like touch screens, which exist. I mean, phones have touch features, right? Yep. But you go to most places and the use of touch screens is nothing like people thought it was going to be still exist. Yep. There's certain limitations that put it in a niche. Yeah. And you know, some of that's just the monkey hand thing. Your, your, human bodies are not designed to keep their hands up for long periods of time except that guy in India who's been doing that for like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy in humans, India doing it forever. Humans
0: but, humans are not made to hold their hands except that guy in India. He's doing well, he's, he's been, been doing, doing it,
2: it like there, there is a guy in India that's been doing it like forever. I don't I have no idea <laughs> oh, how he Lex. it. Alex. But but in general, it's one of those things where it's uncomfortable to do for long periods of time. And so it's a very unnatural action. And so the technology over time has limited how it's been used, yet it is always there. We have more touch mm-hmm. technology in more places to the point where it's everywhere around. You don't, even, you don't even think about it anymore. At least I certainly don't. There's all kinds of it. But at the same time, it's just little specific places where it solves the problem. And I think VR is going to be the same. I yeah. I have real doubts about. I'm going to get up. I'm going to spend my entire day in yeah. a virtual world in a booked in a machine. Like, first of all, that's a complete waste of the human body. The human body is designed to do that very thing, right? That's we're designed to move around, and do stuff. Why would we sit in a machine and have to do it for us? I think there's some exceptions. I think for some people who have um, certain physical limitations, we can't solve that. Certainly might make sense for certain types of meetings from that context. But I think it's, it's going to be more part of our world, not this replacement for the world that I think some people imagine it will be.
1: Yes. And it's, and so, I mean, I, I, this all boils down to my argument here is uh, regardless of what you think about Zuckerberg meta and all that technologically, I think that they're, they're headed down a path that just the technology and physicality of how things work in the human body just doesn't support having a metaverse with spend, billions of people in it.
2: Why would you spend that much electricity to replace the real world? I mean, I understand yeah. we do it all the time, right? But, but the cost of that is even higher because you yep. delivering to someone full 3D imaging. That's
1: maybe if that gets cheap. And It might make some sense, but just... but you know, and history has not shown that to be true, though. Like we have way more transistors and capability and graphics cards today than we ever have by 20... a large margin. But it's expensive still. It's cheaper 20... than it was originally, but it's still expensive.
2: Twenty years ago, I was at a movie theater and they were showing off a VR set. Twenty years ago. Yep. I still don't see that VR set anywhere. Right. And and the limitations of the time are still the limitations today, even with the improvement in technology. Yep. And, and one of which is it's just as much fun as it was to put the VR set on. It was pretty clear pretty quickly that you lost all sense of the world around you. That that's actually terrifying in a way. I don't know how many people have really thought about that, but it, if you're sitting down and you're in a comfortable safe place, you don't feel it too bad. But try, this was like a stand up location where you're doing a stand up activity. And,
1: oh, and if you've ever tried VR in like a public place, like at a, a yeah, this trade is, this show where, or
2: something, this is where this was. Yeah, it was this kind yeah, of thing, yeah, place. yeah. And you just yep. you you sound you, there's sounds around you, things going on. You're not seeing any of it. You you it's like conf- totally confusing to your brain, for one, because you're you're getting external signals to your ears. So they didn't they didn't cover it there. But but if you're going to completely lose your ears and your eyes at a public place, you're silly that that's <laughs> yeah. that's just stupid go to a public place and give yourself no sense of what's going on around you just wait to get beat up stolen from robbed. that's going to be great that's and then you smart. have
1: to have supporting security measures and yeah the whole thing yeah it's just anyway i idea. think i think we should probably cut cut it there but um uh interesting topic i thought good discussion
0: yeah des you sure know how to pick them <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, I they, didn't even get into the, the interesting, uh, VR <laughs> yeah, hamster I love, ball. I you probably,
0: about. you probably did the classic, like talk show host, just like crumple up the notes, just toss them. Mm. Uh, we're talking about pretty something much,
1: else. pretty I'll much. It. Well, it just means there's room
0: for part two, right? So no, I appreciate it does, And I appreciate it. Lex, uh, thanks for bringing those topics to light in uh, today's podcast. Uh, So this has been the Esoteric Gaming Podcast. As you can tell, this is our first episode and many more to come. If this interests you at all, uh, we actually do have a general suggestions box uh, with inside the Discord that you can leave suggestions about future topics. Uh, If you find that there's a topic that you'd like us to cover that kind of fits in one of our wheelhouses, uh, we do have clubhouses with inside the Discord as well that you can drop us a line and uh, drop us some discussion about uh, a topic that might interest you. Um, If you are interested in being a guest on the show, uh, let myself pair know and we'll try to get you on. Uh, Other than that, thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, Make sure to leave a review on Spotify, review on iTunes. It helps the algorithms uh, point people in the correct direction. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye now. Thanks.